You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Hello, 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 my beautiful souls. Welcome back to the show. So I feel like I'm kind of spoiling you. And the reason I feel that way is because I am giving you a little glimpse into what the conversations are like that I have with my inner circle. So last week you had a chance to meet Katie Calder for the first time. I'm sure some of you already knew who she was because she's blowing the F up in the virtual world. Um, And now we get to have a conversation with Carolina Parnell. Carolina was one of my first ever guests on this show back when it was the platform. So if you were an OG listener, you're in for a treat because you've already met this magical unicorn of a human. Um, But Carolina and Katie Calder are both inside of my sisterhood circle. And a lot of the shows coming up are from these women. I am kind of rotating to each one, having some group conversations as well that you get to look forward to. And really the reason I wanted to do that is because I feel like these are the most genuine, raw, honest, and real conversations that I am having. And no, these people don't have a million followers. They are not on TV. They are not doing the typical influencer thingies. And that's why they're on the show. Okay. Let's be serious. I'm kind of tired of book promotions and selling things and having conversations with people that are more concerned with selling stuff because at the end of the day, yes, we all get to make money and there are ads in the show. And I understand that with brands that I love and I'm aligned with, but I believe that needs to be balanced out with real fucking conversations where we go there because As you have heard me talk about over the last few weeks, there is no more hiding. We can't hide anymore. We all need these conversations, period, over and out. And I wanted Carolina on the show because when she and I talk, we go somewhere else. She is so fucking incredible, so grounded, so stunningly beautiful. She is so many things. And she's also the kindest, most thoughtful, loving angel. And she has quite the story, which you will hear. But I think what's so exciting about having this conversation is the way she talks about awakening the misguided ones, the ones who go on a different path and are over the last few years and can continue to be awakened. Those of us who have done different things and made alternate choices and are now in this place where we're having those aha moments, where we're coming back to the path, where we're coming back into alignment, where we're coming back into trust of self and seeing the world through a new lens. So I'm so thrilled for you to hear this episode with Carolina. And before we get into it, Just a couple things for you, honey. So, as you all know, I have moved my solo episodes over into the Onyx. 
We also have all ad-free episodes in there. So if you're listening to these shows and you're like, I don't really want to hear ads, you can head over there. And on top of all of that, can we talk about the divine fucking circles that I have the opportunity to facilitate multiple times a month? Not only just with me, where we all gather and we talk about what's coming up for, for us, I'm giving guidance and feedback, and everyone there gets to learn from one another. We just had one last night. Oh, we all left so nourished and so full after many tears and laughter and honesty and that gut-wrenching, holy shit moment that so many of us had. That's what you get inside those circles. Then you get to sit with healers who are not only world-renowned, but who are life changing facilitators who have dramatically impacted me. And we get to sit with them live in such an intimate setting where you get one-on-one work and the group also gets work together. It's so beautiful to witness. You get a journal. I have a curated playlist for you every single month. And you get to connect with the other women inside the Onyx. Looking at the messages that people are sending to each other when they're complete strangers, It is like they've known each other for lifetimes. The amount of compassion and empathy and connection that shows up is so beautiful. And I would love to have you inside of there. It takes what we have created with this show for years and amplifies it in a way that takes us somewhere else. It allows us to open and surrender and release and connect and finally see ourselves and our truth and come home to what we know to be true. So if you want to join us inside the Onyx, the link is in the bio. The link is not in the bio. The link is in the show notes. Clearly, (laughs) I need to pay more attention to where I am. I am not on Instagram right now. I am on the show. The link is in the show notes. Okay. The other thing I want to tell you about, because as I talked to Carolina, I kept thinking how much therapy has helped me come back to my path to help me awaken as who I consider to be one of the misguided ones as well. And I know therapy can be a little overwhelming for people and it doesn't really hit the mark. So many of the women in the Onyx are also in therapy, but they come there because they want a deeper, more spiritual experience. And what I am telling you is that you can find that inside of BetterHelp. My therapist, who I have been working with for a year now, is so woo-woo. She teaches from A Course in Miracles. She has been since she was 19 years old. Okay. 19 years. So I think almost 30 years she's been teaching from A Course in Miracles. And that is how she works with me. She has helped me awaken my soul and find myself and has asked me really challenging, great questions so that I can facilitate my own growth. That is the kind of partnership I know is possible with a therapist. And BetterHelp makes this possible and affordable for all of us because you check off, I want someone who is spiritual. I want to work with a woman. I want this. I want that. Then they find you someone who checks those boxes. You're not just randomly calling a therapist's office saying, hi, can I meet with Karen? Nobody wants to work with Karen, honey. So you could work with Anna, 
at BetterHelp who is spiritual and who understands you and who gets you on that deep soul level. I'm telling you, it's a freaking game changer and I would not trade her for the world. So if you go to betterhelp.com slash Kelly, you'll get 10% off your first month. And again, it's so affordable and so incredible. And I highly recommend for those of you in those awakenings, for those of you wanting more and guidance from someone who is a therapist, it's the best place to go. All right, let's get into this one with Carolina. Okay, you were just saying, nothing is junk. Expand on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we've had so much time to think, you know, and reflect in the past year. And um, I'm just sort of a real truth seeker in my life, like really feeling deeply misguided from a young age by society and going down dark paths, you know, a path of addiction, a path of sexual, um, you know, discovery, but not in a way that was honoring myself, um, paths of, you know, avoidance of responsibility and denial and all sorts of things. All of that suffering that I've experienced in my life, I've been reflecting on it because it's started to really make sense that everything that I have experienced in this lifetime up until now has been like a crumb trail of 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 remembrance to get me to a place where I'm awake and aware and present for this time on the planet right now. Like I came for this and I'm talking to you like this because I know that you did too. So I know that I'm here for this time for what we're going through as a collective and just reflecting back literally on the first, I would say 28 years of my life you know, I have zero regrets because I realize that every single difficult situation, mistake, failure, misdirection, um, you know, relationship, everything has been a tool to get me sometimes in enough pain so that I change and redirect and, and realign, or it becomes a tool for me to spark other people. So it's like, there's zero junk in life. Like none of my life has been wasted. I would say that once the awareness of that poetry that I've set up for myself, and I'm talking in a multidimensional way, I'm talking in, you know, this incarnation as being just like part of, the greater experience of who I am, right? Like when I realize that that is all valuable, it really becomes okay and empowering. And, And after that realization happens, if I was to then ignore it, then maybe I'd be wasting my life or wasting time or, or really creating karma for myself that that's like not going to be so easy to reverse, you know? So it's like very fascinating 
to reflect right now. I don't know about you, but I just feel like, you know, there's been so much pain that I've experienced in my life, you know, every single human. And I've also realized that literally every single human has their own suite of pain. Like we all come in with our contracts to experience certain things. I know that all of the things that I've experienced I came in to experience everything. I literally was born choking on meconium, you know, like gasping for my life. Like there's so much drama. And um, I know that it was all to get me into like a human experience so deeply that I can have such deep compassion for what everyone's going through. And I'm so grateful to have just some bearings right now, because if I didn't, you know, I'm the kind of person that I'm extreme and I'm like volatile and impulsive. And I know that like, I would destroy myself right now. (laughs) So preach. Yeah. That's just what's on my mind. Girl. Okay. So many things I want to say after that or ask you, I want to know what the reckoning has been like as you have come to terms with this concept of no junk in your life and not having regrets, because I would imagine that for a lot of my community, your community, us included, there's an attachment to experience and past. And when you step into no regrets and no junk, you release the attachment and you just allow what was and what is. So how, how have, how has that reckoning been for you? Yeah, it's been slow. (laughs) It's been like years, years of just like being angry and wondering why was I born into a family that's religious? You know, why was I born in rich, you know, in, in grew up in Richmond, Virginia, a place that I feel very heavy in. Like why, you know, and instead of feeling like, oh, that's so hard. It's like, Oh, you know, I came into this body, which has, you know, been under a lot of fire this year, um, being so, you know, blonde, blue eyed, white, privileged, came in, you know, with all of this, um, with this whole story to work with. Um, And it's been all about witnessing it not as a player, but more of like, uh, watching the game sort of so that I can forgive, uh, people for just doing their best. Number one, like realize that things that tools that work for certain people are not necessarily working for me. Like every human is in a different place on this huge highway, right? So like we're, you know, certain people love fitting into systems that already exist and they do, they thrive there and it's fulfilling and it gives them purpose. And for me, I'm like, you're going to put me in a system. I'm going to break the system. You know, that's just part of my contract on the planet. And that's also why I'm so excited about what we're all going through right Mm -hmm. now. Um, So the reckoning has been detaching from blame, 
realizing the poetry. I mean, I've come full circle, for example, with my mother. My mother, who raised me so beautifully in the Christian religion, um, Baptist, Southern Baptist, and with all the things that come attached to that from perfectionism and um, being really worried about public perception and what other people are thinking and feeling. My mom's an empath too. Um, We've come full circle in our relationship in the past two years where we can talk about real spiritual shit together and have a great conversation. You know, when I stopped blaming her for the tools that work for her and just started exploring what works for me, what works for me, what turns me on, you know, and detaching from that, um, you know, the nuclear family kind of trap and just realizing we're all like souls and astrology really helped me with this when I got into it. And I was looking at birth charts in my family and human design also, because I really noticed like, we are all so different, you know, and if we're all going to try to act the same, that's pretty ridiculous. And it's just going to cause a lot of problems. So really, like, as I started searching deeply for what works for me, without judgment, um, and well, bit by bit, uh, letting go of judgment, let me say, because I had so many conversations <laughs> in my own head in my bathroom where I was pretending like my mom was next to me and I was explaining to her why I'm going to Kundalini classes, <laughs> why it's okay to look at astrology and it's not like Pandora's evil box or something. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been like <laughs> a long process. I've been on a spiritual path for 15 years, you know, and it, for the past three years, I've been through this awakening that, um, you know, you really sparked a lot for me meeting you. I don't really have a way to explain it yet, but um, it's a spark and I think it's electromagnetic and I'm really grateful. Me too. Yeah. For people who don't know you and your story yet or how you and I met, I highly recommend going back and listening to when Carolina was on my show back in the OG days, you were one of my first guests, which is so fucking cool because I barely knew you. Um, But a brief synopsis, I rented out Carolina's place for a shoot and I literally walked up to you and I was like, oh my God, I need to know her. She is majestic. And looking into your eyes, I was transported somewhere. And I knew nothing about you. I didn't know if you were a psycho or like a normal person. I like nothing, no words exchanged. And I just walked towards you and I was like, that is light. Like that is an angel being that I need to know. And I mean, the way you and I have both transformed since we met each other. And I feel, thank you for saying that. I feel like the two of us, as well as our sisterhood circle. So for those of you who hear me talking about my sisterhood circle, Carolina is one of the 12 of us. Um, we keep activating each other. We keep opening one another. And it's so amazing to witness because I feel like all of our gifts and our knowing and our truths just keep getting bigger because we're all mirrors for one another. And we ask questions and we're willing to just 
get curious and see what's available here. What is she here to teach me? Because there's a reason we're all together. Oh yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it's been something that I, in literally what a gift, the, the thing that literally like came in with you was a prayer for tribe. Like I had put out a prayer for tribe. I talked to my fiance, um, about it we had talked so long, like I came to LA with a business plan that ended up not being right for me. So, and when I came with my nose to the grindstone and like fell madly in love with this man, I didn't make any friends, you know, and LA is not so easy to make friends. Um, so when I met you, it was literally like a soul, uh, we have contracts, girl. Oh yeah. Like we're, we, Big we, ones. we're plan- we planned this. <laughs> yes. Like this is not a you know, coincidence. And the 12 of us, um, we are, we are living it out right now. And it's so exciting because every conversation we have is so perfect mm-hmm. and healing and empowering. And I always get, I don't even come looking to get something, but I always live feeling validated in what I'm going through, even if it doesn't look like what anyone else is really going through. Mm -hmm. It's so magical. It is. Yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying about choosing this experience. Mm -hmm. I think part of the reckoning, if you want to continue that, is realizing that this isn't happenstance, that this isn't coincidence. We're not just here randomly. And there is a reason we chose to be here at this time and had all of these life experiences, whether you believe them, quote, good or bad, leading us to this pinnacle moment of showing the fuck up. At what point were you starting to realize, oh, I really chose this experience. I chose this family. I chose having addiction be my teacher. I chose all of these things in order to further my path. Yeah. Wow. I have to just mention that when I was 20 years old and I was in a psych ward detoxing from alcohol and drugs and very much in a place of a fractured consciousness. Um, I had the darkest night of the soul and I needed a second chance. I needed one because my life was, I was so close to dying. And um, I begged my higher self a higher power, whoever, at the time, I had no clue, um, for a second chance. And I said out loud that I would fulfill my mission, which I think is pretty interesting because this is coming out of like a, you know, I was like living in a music video for my teens, like no concept of anything, complete escapism. And, um, so when I made that declaration and I was given a second chance at life 
you know. Um, and I started to realize from that moment on that anything that had come before that was number one, forgiven, forgivable. And I, and this is not religious, what I'm saying. It's just like for myself, I can forgive myself. I can become willing to forgive myself about things over time. I can, you know, um, transmute pain. All of that started to unfold for me. And I really just know deeply that, and it's been, um, it has been a process. It's something that's been accelerating though. It's been happening. It started very slowly because I was really scared, you know, about taking responsibility. I was scared of, I believe, like past life fears of being persecuted, of using my voice, of having ideas or like um, beliefs that aren't really mainstream. I was afraid of all of that. And um, since I would say, 2012 it's been accelerating really quickly for me uh the what and what I mean by what it is is the understanding that this all happened for a reason and I have a higher purpose and we all do I mean but I'm realizing it right now you know and I need to like listen and oh my god as I'm saying this my forehead is burning like crazy I'm like um you know because when it's when when we can bring in like the conscious awareness that without ego that like I am meant for something great and I am willing to show up to that occasion to rise to that occasion like that is a new responsibility as soon as I'm aware of it now that I know that it's there if I'm not going to do anything with it, that's going to be really painful, you know, and I know what pain feels like, and it's no good. It sucks. So um, as I first realized that when I was 20, that there was something for me to do here in this life that had nothing to do with what I was up to. And it was a complete discovery. It was also a very spiritual experience. Um, You know, uh, extremely spiritual experience that um, just continued to blossom as I fed it. And it's all about, you know, how much energy and awareness do I want to put into that timeline? And the more that I put into it, the faster it goes. Um, I spent many years completely, I would say, eight years I spent kind of waylaid, kind of really into fashion, really into aesthetics, really into just mindless kind of, you know, trend and being cool and being beautiful and being like attract, you know, just all of those things that's very seductive, which is all great. And I'm like, so actually glad that I formed all of those skills because I feel like now I have the the skill set and I have the expertise in aesthetics that I'm living off of right now while I'm building my toolbox. You know, I'm like making great money just having a beautiful place and putting a beautiful show on for people. It's like 
things come back when you're feeding, when I'm feeding the timeline of my mission, nothing is junk. Like it all comes back the skills, the remembrance of, or like the forgiveness or the story that I can tell someone if it comes up or like whatever, it all becomes useful. I'm really into that right now. Just like, just digging and allowing and not judging myself when things come up, I'm going to be vulnerable. It's powerful. I love that concept of feeding. What did you say? Feeding the timeline of your mission timeline. Yeah. So good. It's you can visually see that and feel Mm -hmm. that, you know, something that I've been really grappling with is this idea that I had my whole life that things are hard and need to be hard. And I'm realizing that that's not true. And that's been a hard thing for me to accept because it's so deeply ingrained in me that you have to work hard. You have to grind. Things need to be difficult. There's supposed to be a fight. Like you got to fight your way to the top and all these bullshit things that we learn. Mm-hmm. And you get into obstacles or situations that are seemingly difficult. And then we create more chaos around it because that's what we know to live in. And now I'm seeing just how easy things can be, how playful, how flowy, how really feminine we can allow them. What is your relationship with that idea of things being hard versus things? being an allowance and in their divine timing on this timeline you've created. Yeah. I love that. So being in that mind state of things have to be hard. It's not my natural way. I haven't ever really believed that until I got sort of adulterated into the real world of trying to build a business and then trying to, you know, and then I started to think, well, this has to be hard, you know, like I have to keep track of all this stuff and all that, blah, blah, blah. And what it turned out being was, is just like misaligned. Um, the way it's showing up is really in my relationship. Um, Micah has that mentality or is discarding that mentality. I'll say, um, He's been saying that this year and last year that like, wow, I really felt like everything had to be hard. I really felt like, and for me, I've been activating him out of that. I know that it's been part of our dynamic that I just flow and like attract and magnetize and like, you know, I quit working when I was, uh, in 2017, I quit my job because it was making me sick. And I just trusted that things were going to flow and that I was resourceful enough to be okay. And within nine months, I was in full abundance, you know, and it was so easy. It's like, I can't really say it that I work because I just let people into my house and then I go try on clothes, you know? And it's like, and I consult. Um, that's like my 3d work right now. Um, and Micah is like toiling away at like scripts and toiling away at things when he's realized that that's actually 
a block and it's easy and he's telling a beautiful story and it can flow through his, you know, his fingers in no time at all and all of those things. And it's actually created an explosion of abundance in our household this year. And it's so fascinating. And I actually am curious to know about you and Connor, like is Connor more of a things don't have to be hard or is that something that you're experiencing together, that mentality? I think that he has both. It just depends on, it's very situational. So Mm -hmm. I think the, the financial piece and work piece and all of that is hard. Um, but then it feels like fun and play and all of that is easy. And so he has this balance. And for me, it's everything's hard. Like having fun is hard. Work (laughs) is hard, you know? And so I'm like constantly drowning in it. And then if he's in it, then I have to try and find the other side, which is so uncomfortable and unknown for me. I'm like, I really don't know how to do this when I do, but it's just, it's accessing parts of myself that I have not let come out. But we definitely like mirror one another a lot in that. For sure. I just bring it up because with, with Micah, it's like when he's really in the, it's hard mindset, I find myself polarizing, you know, and going to another place so that I can like show him that it's easy and trying to create ease in our, you know, environment. And likewise, when I'm, you know, um, dreading like tax organizing and stuff like that. He's like, you know, he just, I watch him do it in two seconds and it's so easy. And then I'm like, oh, well I can do that. So it's nice to have someone to balance the Mm -hmm. mindset because I was for, for me and my relationship, I feel like we're good that way. Um, and you know, it's really cool when it shows up that it's really, really true when it's great news that like, no, it really doesn't have to be hard. And sometimes things are hard, you know, but usually it's a mindset, you know, and, and usually I can, especially it's like 3d stuff, like, um, numbers and accounting and things like that, that I just feel aren't my strong suit right now um that's where I get like oh this is kind of mucky and but then I can just tell myself no this is only gonna take an hour you know and you spend an hour doing whatever and it's like it always turns out way easier Mm -hmm. yeah I'm with you right now I'm drowning in paperwork and numbers and I want to pull my hair out and I had to make a shift yesterday and I'm like why are you freaking the fuck out about how to invoice someone and processing payments. Calm down. It's not that big of a deal. It'll all get worked out. But I believe that it like not only is it hard, but I need to have answers now and it needs to be complete because I don't like this like feeling of undone, which feels yeah. hard to me. So something that also helps me with that is um when I because for me with my personality, I'm like, well, you know big government taxes. This isn't even political. I don't even belong to a side, 
but I'm just like, I don't see why life has gotten, why we as a society have gotten to a place where it is so many numbers and so many contracts and so many forms and so many things to keep track of in order to just create something to share with other people to support my, my life, Mm -hmm. you know, like, why is it so, uh, stuck in the matrix like why is it so tough um and so the way that I kind of shake it off is you know I'm like okay well I have to do this because this is the way the world is right now but I'm holding the vision that like this is not the way it has to be and this is not what I perceive the future for humanity and you know I'm just trying to stay off the radar right now don't want to be on anyone's radar. So I'm going to play by the rules. I'm going to play the game and then, you know, hold the vision. And when I have that attitude about it, it gives me energy because I like relate it to my mission timeline. I'm like, you know, I have energy to take care of things that I don't respect um, fully. I respect certain things, but I don't agree with everything. So um, it feeds my mission when I just feel like I'm doing that and it's getting done and I'm remaining, you know, I'm not, you know, causing problems in society. I'm big on community. So it's like, I don't want to be causing problems for other people. I don't want to do any harm. So I'm going to play by the rules for now until the rules change you know, mm-hmm. and hold the vision for the rules to change and yeah. hold the vision for the rules to change. I just want to take a brief pause to tell you about how I am nourishing myself. So as we talk about awakenings, as we talk about making new choices for ourselves, many of you know, I am not drinking this year. Carolina is actually sober. So I felt like this was important to add into this conversation. I really love to have a drink in my hand at night. It is the routine. It is something about that that I really enjoy. And without alcohol, sometimes it feels like there's a void because I'm just starting this. It's still January as I'm recording this. And so I haven't been drinking for three plus weeks now. But I really like to nourish myself and do something good for myself as I let go of something that felt toxic and that was holding me back. And so I've really loved changing my routine and having Organifi at night. So I can have different teas. I also have been dabbling back with coffee, utilizing King coffee, which is a mushroom coffee. If you want to know more about it, just DM me. I'll tell you all the things. But I have been utilizing Organifi at night. So not only was I drinking alcohol, but I love chocolate. So I thought, okay, what can I do to really make myself happy and give my body what it wants? Huh. Newsflash, Organifi chocolate gold at night checks off all the boxes. So I get to have that fun drink in my hand, but I know that it's going to help me sleep, rest, recover. And it's also got really clean chocolate in there and so many other incredible superfoods that I know will help me feel good. 
that's what we're all looking for. We want to feel good. Let's just stop self-sabotaging and putting trash into our bodies. Can I just say that? Is that okay? I know it's okay. That's how I feel. That's where I am. So if you are looking for something to remove toxins out of your body, toxic things, trash, and want to replace it with something that is so nourishing on every level and tastes so good, you can go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash Kelly T. And because they love me and I love you, you now get 20% off. So yay for that. All right, let's get back to Sweet Carolina. I think that a lot of people's responses to your are you a manifesting generator or a manifester? Yeah. Yeah. I'm manifesting a manifesting generator. generator. Yeah. And I'm a manifester. So um, we operate very similarly. And I think people's responses often when we have conversations like this is, well, that sounds nice that you can just create and attract and do, but like, I don't have that access, right? That's the belief system. Like, oh, that's for her. She can do that. I can't do that. I don't have that ability. And what I would offer, and I'm curious your offering here, is we all have that ability. It comes with the clearing of blocks to allow ourselves access to it. And the true belief that we are worthy and deserve it. Because I think underneath all that she can, I can't, is a lack of worthiness that we've been taught from a young age. Oh, well, she's better than me. She's prettier than me. She's more successful than me. Because you have something doesn't mean I can't have it too. In actuality, to me, because you have it, I get to mirror that back to myself and learn how to have that in my own way if I so desire. So, how do you? What would your offering be for someone who says, well, Carolina, that's all well and good. And your life sounds so lovely and flowy. And I'm so glad you have this abundance, but I don't have that. And that's not for me. Mm, Yeah. Um, I would invite someone with that feeling to tap in to what brought them joy when they were five. You know? What brought them joy? What was that like? Can you remember what that was like and feel what that was like? Because to me, you know, children are so aligned when they're allowed to be, when they're given the freedom to be. And it's so pure. And the way that the world has been built, and what I mean by the world is like, not the natural world, the human world has been built, has been to adulterate children into good people, good citizens, good workers, you know, um, figure out what you're going to do to make money to survive and pay taxes and build a family and the whole American dream concept, right? So within that space to just remember what brought joy as a child, feel deeply into that, you know, 
What category did that fall in? Where were you when you felt that joy? What were you doing? Who were you with? What was going on? What was the situation? Were you dancing for your parents? You know, were you recording yourself doing something? Were you playing in nature? Were you working with animals? Were you with other kids building stuff? Like, what was it? And then I invite, you know, I love what you said about clearing blocks. I'm just, I'm saying essentially the same thing, just Mm -hmm. in different terms, you know, to, you know, look at those natural inclinations and gifts and then start feeding them if you desire, because so many people like to complain and they don't want to change. So it's like, well, if you really want to change, go ahead, tap into your, your essence and surround yourself with people who allow you to do that, which all of this takes guts, you know, it takes the willingness to find new friends, to change. And, and that's up to people, you know, if someone doesn't really want to change, and they just want to be salty, then like, that's a decision too. And that's okay. I've been like that before. <laughs> I'm so stubborn. But when it clicks for me, like, then I'm ready to take, you know, and I just trust that everyone is on, on a path. I, w- I trust that. I believe that every single person is here for something beautiful. Um, and so, you know, if someone is feeling like they don't have access to flow and magnetizing things I just invite to tap into the you know what brought them joy as a child that's a great place to start for me in in my experience it was animals it was plants it was being outside it was being in the like sort of hypnotic trance of nature and being immersed in that and becoming a part of that and like disappearing into that that really time is didn't exist, you know, and all the magic and the fairies and like, so that was what brought me joy. And now I'm literally doing the same thing, but just as an adult. (laughs) Well, and as you were describing that, I had this vision of the childlike qualities, joy and pleasure, almost create a vessel for you to have access to all of these things that you so desire. Yeah. It's like, I've been talking a lot lately. I like analogies and like visual analogies. It helps me understand things. Um, But I've been talking a lot about having this almost like a a tube or a pipe from your head to the universe. And if you can imagine it being clogged and you can't hear yourself, you can't hear your higher self, your guides, your angels, nothing. It's just like full of all this shit that's not yours. And what I imagine is that when you tap into those childlike qualities and things that brought you joy and pleasure and purity, it starts to clear that clogged pipe and it starts to create that light and repatterning back into pleasure and joy and fun so that you can hear yourself because we're not, we're not brought here in a dark spiraled place. It happens right? In life experience and in what we're meant to learn. But I don't believe we come here with a clogged drain. So how can we tap back into that openness, that freedom, that play, that joy that you're talking about in whatever 
space that is to allow that to be your channel to the divine, to the timeline, to the mission, to the purpose. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that so much. It brought up an analogy that I use and that I started using years ago of tuning a radio Mm. to a certain channel. Um, And guess what gets you going with the knob is curiosity Mm. and curiosity and searching, just searching, like being curious, like, what is that? Where is that? Um, I so love that visual that you offered. And just having, first of all, we're, we're being hypnotized, guys. We're being hypnotized by screens. We're being hypnotized. We're being programmed by television, by social media, by scrolling, all of the visuals, all of the world drama. We're not built for it. It's not meant for us. We're meant to handle drama within our community and ourselves, not the whole world. So like, first of all, just realizing that you are sovereign and then taking the time, giving yourself time away from all of those distractions and creating a sacred space, whether it's just in your room or out in a park or anywhere, just a space where you intend to think deeply and just contemplate and feel curious. And then like, feeling into that it takes actually in the world that we're in it takes like action to begin to actualize like what we're talking about the remembrance of a childhood joy or a feeling because we are so bombarded with things that want our attention and when we're not sovereign enough to take space away from that in order to go within then it's just not going to happen. It's not going to just pop up. You know, it, it takes the decision, making the decision as a creator, like even if you're in a shitty job and pissed off and feeling bad and feeling blocked and all of these things, take your power back for 30 minutes and intend, you know, to feel into childhood and feel into joy. And then I know that things will open up somehow. I don't know what that looks like, but it will. It's just energy. Yeah. You know, it was amazing. This feels like it has nothing to do with this, but it feels like it has everything to do with this. Um, I'm not drinking. I decided not to drink at all this year. Um, and what I just heard was, Drinking removes your sovereignty. And I liken drinking to social media, to the news, to all the, you go down the rabbit hole, whatever bullshit you want to insert here. All of these things remove sovereignty. It becomes an addiction. It becomes a codependence. It becomes a wormhole in which you live and lose yourself. And I've never thought of any of this that way until right in this moment. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't 
I, I live so a sober lifestyle. I live without mind or mood altering substances. Um, and I have for a long time, my personal experience with um, substances like that is that if you're not um, already so- sovereign, like going into an experience like that, you're very um, susceptible to, let's just say, energetic possession. Yes. <laughs> In a way, like your conscience, your soul, is, there is a uh, distortion in your tube and things get blurry. And if your intention is to escape something when you're doing that, you're creating an energetic vacuum in your consciousness that will be filled. And it's very simple, like as a concept, but that's something that I don't have, you know, a lot of people do it to simply relax their body, simply connect deeper to others. I don't judge any of it, except from my perspective, I know that I was trying to escape suffering. And as a result, I was not myself. I gave up my sovereignty. Mm -hmm. Which created more suffering. That's right. Which created more suffering and even more of a vacuum of not knowing where I stand what I'm doing, it becomes easier to pattern your life into the hypnosis of screens and, you know, TV shows and like these patterns that keep us really small and really enslaved, you know. I, Connor left me alone for the weekend and I had the most epic time. I needed it. I was like, I was struggling. The last year has been a struggle and sad and all of that. And I finally was like, babe, I love you so much. And I really want to spend time with your family, but I please need you to go without me and take the dogs. And I just need to be with myself. I was off social media for three days and literally just did anything nourishing for myself as well as had a beautiful mushroom experience on Sunday. And just released and just laid on the fucking couch and was just with me and ordered pizza and ate chicken wings. And I was just like, this is the life. (laughs) But I needed it so badly. But I say all of that because I haven't been so happy in so long being off social media and not having alcohol. Like it, the access I had this weekend, I can't keep up with the amount of shit that is funneling into me right now. I I can't write fast enough. I'm like, oh my God, I don't like, I wish that I could have transcribed my weekend in my body and brain into paper because it's just so much and it just keeps going. And it feels like, and this is what I saw when I was on mushrooms. I saw myself that I saw aliens come in and I know that they've worked on me at night before it's come up in like multiple uh, sessions for me. But they kept trying to like plug me in to regenerate me and to help heal me and work with me. And the plugs wouldn't plug in because I didn't have access because I was so distracted with alcohol and social media and all these things that they kept trying to insert it. And it was like demagnetizing almost like pushing back. 
And they, and I was, I was shown that now that I don't have that, it's like it easily inserts and I can regenerate and like be very connected. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. How do we not see that we can't plug back into ourselves? Like, I don't care if you believe in aliens or not. Like, that's not the whole point of this. The whole point is you can't even plug back into yourself because your shit is so muddied. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. I know. It's Can like I all... just share with you one little thing? Please. Cause you popped into it. Um, yeah. Okay. I did a past life regression meditation. <gasps> okay. Where I was, um, shown that I was an old man who was a old, like philosopher alchemist who was working kind of like a Merlin-esque kind of thing. And there was like a uh, rulership that I was advising and all this stuff. And I had this staff and I would go and communicate with off planet beings with it up on this hilltop and all of these things. So afterward I was, um, I was, I had like a, a little bit of like a, a, a surgery situation where my, um, my heart, my human heart was actually taken out and it looked really gory and all of these things. And this little seed was put in and the seed. And then I was all like, what are you guys doing? Because the seed is too small for the space. And then they filled it with light. And then the seed grew roots and it was like this new uh, energetic circulatory system. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. I mean, just the, just the whole visualization. And then um, they, and then you just out of nowhere, pop in to my awareness that we share that past life soul um, experience as a wise old philosopher alchemist man. Really? <laughs> I was like, this may be part of our connection that we're both like having that we've had these sort of philosophical yeah that's so cool yeah it was really fun and really just like so energizing and fun yeah I loved it but I love that you you were you know communicating with beings and things like that over the weekend I mean when you're like you said without alcohol and sovereign it's like you can be your aura is intact. Like you can have your own bubble of you and it's you and no one else, you know, and then you can tap into higher you and levels and levels and levels of that. And then your, your team, your spirit team and like all of the levels, it's so beautiful. And really like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever that's one thing that if I was missing out on that, I would be like, Oh yeah. Kind of upset. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm not missing out. Yeah. I was just, I had a, another interview this morning with my girlfriend, Abigail, who is just amazing. You would adore her. Um, I'm hoping that we can meet her in Sedona when we end up going because she lives in Arizona and she is such a magical medicine woman. I just, yeah. So she and I were talking this morning and I had this amazing realization uh, this weekend, same experience. And it was all around my mom. 
And as you know, my mom and I had a strained relationship and things were really hard. Like the last eight years she was alive. And I realized that, you know, she had been very narcissistic and controlling and manipulative. And it was really hard to be in relationship with her. And, and I just always felt very misunderstood. And I know that she had gone through a lot. I knew her life was very difficult. Like her life was hard and painful and she was abused as a child. And there was just lots of things that came forward. And I felt like when she passed away, she just couldn't do it anymore. Like it had gotten to a point where it was just too hard to keep going. And, you know, she had drank a lot and I just felt like it was time. And that's what I believed about her life being hard. And what came to me this weekend was it blew my mind. And I'm still like, holy shit. I saw that my mom and I are basically the same entities. Call it alien, call it, you know, whatever you want. But I saw her soul as that. But in this life that she just lived, she didn't have the resources and tools. So her version and, and the physical manifestation of her experience ended up being very hard and painful and sad. And she couldn't live with that. And her soul was like, we're not doing this version anymore. It's time. And my version of that was tools and resources and growth and tapping in and healing and all of that. And I realized that's why our relationship was so fucked up because she could never get to that point and it was so painful for her. And so now she's like with me on the other side, so present. I understand you. I mean, she says these things to me. I, I finally get you. I understand. I'm so sorry things were so hard, but I'm here for you now. I'm guiding you. Like We've got this. And it's, it's so incredible to me that we can have these beliefs in the human experience. And then when you really are able to tap in and really listen, there's so much more available to you. And you really understand on a soul level what we're all doing here. And that there are so many ways it can go, but it's like you said, everyone's on their path, their mission on their timeline. And to respect and honor that and know that we're all just doing our best. Oh my God. I know. What a beautiful realization. Oh, that is just it. You know? Wow. I was like, oh, we're the same. Yeah. The same. I'm like, now I get it. And that's why it was so hard for her to watch, watch me and witness me. Because it was like always out of reach. She didn't know how to get there. She didn't know how to ask. She was like the wishiest, most intuitive woman. She always knew when something was going to happen. Wow. Oh, always. Like would predict car accidents. She would have dreams about things happening, like knew the future. Always. And I didn't get it back then because I, I wasn't even in this space, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this all makes so much sense. I love that you have yeah. that with your mom. Yeah. That is so 
what a platform of, and especially now, especially now that you guys can understand, you two can understand each other so much better Mm -hmm. and continue your relationship. And I, I say all of that because I really, I really do believe in the power of letting go of all the distraction and noise. Yeah. Because the distraction and noise leads us to believe things that are not true and that are not Absolutely. meant for us. Yeah. And it keeps us in a very small space of experience. And when we're feeding into the distraction and noise, it's not even an organic experience, it's a prescribed, programmed experience that someone else wants you to experience so that they can control you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're not even choosing it, even if you think you are. That's why uh, I just love connecting with tribe like this. It's like so nourishing. It's just so amazing. It puts everything into perspective and clarifies. And when you share something like that, you know, I know that you sharing something like that with me clarifies my experience with loss also, you know, and I'm not the kind of person where it always comes like that. I've experienced, um, death this year as well. Um, we lost three family members this year between Micah and I, and it's been a different experience than ever before. I will say that. And an experience of not leaving, not ever, you know, not detaching from the consciousness of the loved ones. They are very interested in in what's going on right now and how we're going to handle all of this. It's like, building a team. I was thinking about this. I'm reading this book. I can't remember what it's called. I'll find it for you. Put it in the show notes because it's epic. It's all about um, when people transition and like what mm-hmm. happens. And I just keep thinking in every one of their recollections of transitioning, they were mostly like near-death experiences or past life deaths. In every one of their experiences, never do they bring up things, materials. It's always people. They're worried about their families. They want to make sure they're okay. They want to know what's where they're going. And it's almost this immediate sense of peace. As soon as they know their family will be okay without them and their guide shows up to take them to the other side for their whole new soul experience, There's a sense of calm and peace and nowhere in there is attachment to a house or knickknacks or anything like that. And it makes, I started questioning these things, dealing with death and grief this year, wondering what is it that we are so attached to and what is it that we take with us and what is the priority and what gets to go and what do we learn? In grief, because in grief, you learn things you do not learn anywhere else. It is a level of opening and processing that is only available in grief. And so that's where I am is just this questioning of 
what matters when I leave? What will I care about? Why, why do I worry about paperwork and invoices and, you know, those things? Because it's just at the end of the day, this is what we get to learn in death is that nothing goes with us except for experiences and lessons. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm in the same place of, and I have been for the past couple of years when, during this pivot away from just doing things to create beauty, which is what I was doing for so many years into what a meaningful and transcendent and, you know, activating creation looks like for me. Like, what does that look like and how can I offer it to people? Because that's where the fulfillment comes for me. And it's really about, for me, just like, what matters? What do I value? What matters to me? Not what's going to make someone proud. Not what's going to make me money. Not what's going to give me approval. But just really, what gets me excited and gives me energy? And when I'm tapped into that, people show up. Special people special relationships and circumstances and experiences that are so valuable and so expansive and that download information about what's next. It's like when I do that, when I'm tapped in that way to like how I'm spending my time, what it is that gives me energy, it creates the next thing to show up and it's a sequence that's just beyond my wildest dreams, something that I couldn't, like when you talk about manifestation and stuff, sort of interesting to me because I have my own opinions about it, but it's like, you know, sometimes things show up that are way better than anything I could have tried to manifest. Oh yeah. You know, and that's the good shit. That's like what I'm here for. I'm here for the surprises. I love surprises. You know, I think that that is the most exciting experience for me is to like, just do stuff that makes me happy, brings out my inner child, makes me meet amazing people. And then whatever is next, I can trust. Mm -hmm. Because you're not muddying up your space with bullshit. When you're in alignment like that and you're in trust, you have a lot of space for those things to come into you, to move into them, to allow them. Yeah. And this has been so recent for me. I've been struggling. You know, I've struggled a lot with fear of like, what am I doing? Why am, do I keep studying things? Why do I keep finding a new thing and dropping? I'll like be obsessed with something and drop it and then find a new thing and then drop that. And then like it was really kind of, frustrating and even Micah was like babe like you need to sit down and focus on like what you're doing and I got kind of mad because I was like well you don't understand I'm building something and he's like well what is that what is it what are you building and I'm like I don't know what I'm building and we got to a place where he understands now especially within the past I would say four months he's come to like a much bigger understanding of like, oh, it's starting to make sense. And it's not because I'm explaining, it's because it's making sense to me. Mm -hmm. But I had enough 
I had enough trust, you know, um, to just follow that thread. And it's felt like a lot sometimes because I also have been making money, you know, doing things to sustain where I live and the food I eat and all of the things paying the bills. And uh, I'm not here to say that it's like been so magical and easy because it hasn't. It's been so messy. And um, but I love that because looking back, it's like it's kind of like you know, when you forget how painful something was because you're on the other side of it and you're like, oh, like breaking your arm or I guess having a baby. I've heard mothers say you forget how bad it hurt and then you want to have another or something. It's like the pain, it's like the messiness and the pain. It's not the thing that you're attached to. It's like the through line of the growth. And that is the thing that really I hold and take forward. You know, I would love to reflect this to you because I think it's so interesting that the two of you are like, what are you doing? What is this? Because to me, it's really clear, which I think is so funny. I'm like, well, of course you have to pick up and put down a lot of things because you have the capacity to know how to hold a container and heal with so many modalities. And in order for you to be the alchemist and healer and woman and teacher and guide that you are and continue to grow into you I I don't know why wizard comes forward for me but it's like you have touch points in so many places that you can draw from in order to use that wand to create the magic yeah but you're not meant to have full ownership of one thing because that's not your healing. That's me. I cook that way too. It's like reflected in the kitchen. Never use a recipe, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's definitely my style. And the thing that's been really helpful for me and my relationship and with Micah is just realizing through human design, yet another tool, he's a generator generators stick to one thing and then they complete it no matter what and it's just the way they operate and so I was able to remember that and just realize that like I just need to in this moment tell him about my passion and he'll understand that Mm. you know and then not explain how I'm going to do it but just remind him of my essence and then and it worked out, you know, but this is also like the choice of being in a relationship. Sometimes when we go through these things, it's like these, what I mean by things is like big life changes and big reorganizations and big alchemical moments. Sometimes it's really hard or it's challenging to stay in a relationship because you're growing so quickly and things are changing so quickly. And my life, my higher self and my guides show up day in and day out, giving me signs that I am meant 
to be with Micah, which is so weird to say. I know it sounds weird. I know that not every relationship is meant to be forever and everything, but he is a guardian for me and a balancer for me. I'm so extreme. I can be so um, radical and he is so measured and he is a guardian for me. I've always had that word attached to him and I'm an activator for him. And that's just our dynamic. And I, I bring it up and I bring it into the conversation because we are in such a relationship that he's so entwined in my life that I need to, you know, if I didn't bring it up, I'd be leaving something out, you know? Um, and he is, by the way, changed a lot this year in his perspective. It's opened a lot and we've gotten to know each other 2020 so much deeper. And I made the decision with him to not hold back or lie or withhold anything about what I'm interested in. And my interests being, you know, multidimensional existence, quantum morphogenetic physics, aliens, all of it, you know, the, the good stuff. Oh, yeah. And so what I found so interesting is when, when he wants to know what I'm up to or what I'm looking at or what, how was my day? And my day had to do with me doing some really cool meditations. And then I was reading something about, you know, alien abduction mechanics. And then I was like, you know, visiting plant allies out in my neighborhood or something, you know, (laughs) um, I'm like, I have to say that to him. Right. So I was like, um, I found the energy behind my words is key because if I explain that to him with the intent and energy that he's not going to understand, he's going to think this is silly. He's going to judge me. He's not going to like what I'm saying. He's not going to think this is productive. When I charge my words with all of those feelings, he gets, he receives that. That's what he gets. But when I give him it all charged up with this filled me up. This got me so energized. I had such a fun day. I felt like I was getting so much done by doing this. And I was, by the way. And, you know, all of that transmitted in the in the words, then that's what he gets and he supports it. And so to me, the the relationship has been incredible to experience how we've come together, even though you know, he's, he's masculine. He's, um, but he's sensitive. Men get that energy. They don't miss a beat. You know, Mm -hmm. we're fooling ourselves if we think men can't feel energy behind words because they actually, it is everything I could say, like I said, babe, Oh yeah. I'm just reading, you know, the mechanics of alien abduction. And I just say it like that, you know, and he's like, Oh, okay, cool. And he's into it. He's like, behind it it's very fascinating as a woman we have so much power you know we have so much um we're so quantum that we can realize that like we can you know make it happen if we want it to happen or like magic Mm -hmm. so well and I think what you're speaking to as well is this 
knowing and trust within ourselves. If we show up in the energy of doubt or I don't know or whatever mm-hmm. within that, that is what the energy is that you're creating around you. And so how could you ever think that someone else is going to trust you and believe you when you don't believe yourself or trust yourself? It starts within and then that trickle effect around you. That's why it's so important to love yourself, trust yourself, know yourself, be with yourself. When that is full, when you are whole and knowing within yourself in that sovereignty, that is what you get reflected back to you. Exactly. Exactly. And I've been in situations where I've been investigating something that I don't fully believe in yet. And I've found myself getting really defensive over it. And I'm like, why am I defending this thing so much? Yes. And it's because I am doubtful of it too, but I don't want to admit it because I like it or I'm curious. And so I've learned how to reframe and get really honest with my own feelings around things. And it's okay, you know, to be an inquiry. You don't have to like, understand things immediately or like buy into and it's actually a great idea not to buy into things yeah especially <laughs> um, today it's a mistake that I've made I'm very easily seduced <laughs> I mean, I'm Ooh, good to some, know okay Ooh. <laughs> down so many weird paths you know we were watching oh my god no I'm not even gonna go there are you sure um no, I'll go there. Okay. Was, um, we were watching that show about the cult with a uh, oh Nexium. Nexium. Holy shit! And it really, I was really triggered because I was like, oh my god, if I hadn't done all this work and become sovereign in myself, I would have been one of those women. I you know, that's the podcast been. we're recording on Monday with the girls. We're talking really? about this. Yes. Oh my god, it's so much empathy for them because I was like, oh my god, if they had found me like five years ago, it would have been so you know, slippery. Like, I really just want to talk about spirituality as a cult because I feel like things like Nexium and so many other things are just showing up in the quote unquote spiritual space. Now I'm like, this is all the same. It's all the same. And yeah, you get sucked in so easily. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Can I just say how much I love you? I love you so much. I could do this all day. So I know me too. I could keep going. I could just talk forever. I just want to say that I love you for so many reasons, but you just have this energy about you. If I was stranded on a desert Island, I would just want to be with you because you one would find me the plants that wouldn't kill me so that I could stay alive and make sure that I could filter water. I'm sure. Um, But you have such a beautiful, caring, loving, knowing energy that I think we all get little bits and pieces of you and become better people and better humans. And I'm just so grateful for the way you show up. And you are such a magical being. And I just love you. And I'm so glad you're in my life. Oh, my God. Thank you. Kelly, thank you. Thank you. You absolutely spark me. You remind me to be curious. You've taught me how to ask questions, how to be a good discerning mind. Like you infuse that just by being in our sisterhood together and watching you bring things up and just question current events. And you bring so much curiosity and open-mindedness into conversations. 
You make me feel so safe. And every time I talk to you in depth like this, it just, it is perfect because you hold such sacred space. And I just thank you so much for that. Mm. You're so, so divine. Thank you, my love. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you would like even more exclusive content, conversations with me, the ability to connect with women in a really sacred space to continue to challenge yourself, to create space for yourself and come back home to your truth and your knowing, I would love Love, love to have you inside the Onyx, the incredible space that I created for women like you who want more and who are ready to lean in to all of it. You can go to patreon.com slash the Kelly show. The link is in the show notes and I cannot wait to see you in there and hold that space for your growth. See you soon.